Welcome to the Be Real podcast. I am your host, Diana Gasparoni. I am a visionary psychotherapist, CEO, and founder of Be Well Psychotherapy and Be Her programs. Along with my amazing co-hosts, Anisha Salisbury and Divya Robin, each week we will talk about the journey of mental health wellness. We will talk about why your mental health is just as important as your physical health and the connection that being mentally well has on all areas of your life. We will be interviewing psychotherapists from various disciplines and schools of thought, doctors from both Eastern and Western disciplines, authors, change makers, thought leaders, and more. Our mission is to bring you information that is both thought-provoking and encourages you to look closer at your mental and emotional well-being. We will give you tips and insights to taking the next steps, or if you have already gotten in the door, to go deeper. Each week, we are going to have real conversations, helping you work through your mental wellness questions, reminding you that you are not alone. Mental health is my passion. I practice what I preach. I know that the struggle is real. It is our mission to touch as many souls as we can with this content, leading you to a place of mental clarity and well-being. So for the next hour, let's work together and look underneath the surface and get real. Hey there, welcome to Be Real. Some of the content in today's episode was relevant a few weeks ago before New York City was shelter in place. We encourage you to listen, A, to remember once there was no COVID-19, and B, there will be a day when this is all under control in a new way. We will continue to encourage you to go outside and move around. We understand that life is different, but in creating a new short-term normal, being outside is and will continue to be important. And now on to today's episode with me, Adnisha, and my friend, Rick Hall. During this time of COVID-19, we want to remind you to be patient and breathe. If you notice that you are having trouble sleeping or concentrating, that is natural under these circumstances. We all need a minute to adjust. However, if you are feeling overwhelmed, extremely anxious, or the isolation is too much, now may be the time to connect with a therapist. If you are in the New York area, please reach out to BeWellPsychotherapy.com, and if outside the area, please connect to a therapist near you. Again, if you're in the New York area, please contact BeWellPsychotherapy.com. Now, back to our show. It's Diana Gasparoni, your host for Be Real. Um, I'm here today with my amazing co-host, Alicia Salisbury. Hey, 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 hey. You know, we have been on the sidelines, behind the scenes, talking about the fact that we are starting a podcast in the middle of a pandemic. And because the crust of what we're talking about is your mental health, we know that we would not, we would be remiss maybe is that the word what's the word that we did not bring up what is actually happening in the world right now that's where we're going to start we're going to start with that and Anisha and I have you know we've both talked back and forth about different ways that we're going to approach this and what we're going to do and we're fortunate that uh, I had a good friend with me today who happened to travel during this time 
So my friend Rick Hall is going to join us. Uh, he willingly got on a plane and traveled and is spending time in New York City. So we're going to talk to him about what that's been like. And we're just going to start bouncing it all back and forth. So um, Admisha, yes. how are you doing? I actually am really good today. So it's the weekend that we're doing this on right now. I have been to Costco. Um, I've waited in the long lines. I've seen all of the people. Um, but I have to say they had groceries, right? So it went well. Um, I think that, <laughs> you know, I think that for me, we live in New York City and I ride the train every day to go to work. And I have seen that the ridership is down, right? They say that on the news, they say it's 18%. But when you're on the platform, it feels like maybe 50%, right? So it's much less people. Um, I've seen people who have gloves on, you know, on the train, plastic gloves. I've seen people who, you know, are covering their mouths with scarves, not holding on to the poles, just kind of being more intentional about their movements. I will have to say, though, I felt very comfortable. Um, I'm very thankful because I know that there are a lot of people out here who don't feel very comfortable, you know, kind of dealing with this. We have a lot of anxiety around what's going on, but I am very grateful. I feel very chill right now, even though we are in the midst of a pandemic. And that's amazing. And that's so great to hear. And then um, I have not been on the train, but I was on the train last week. I'll be out there doing my thing, getting the things that I need. I'm feeling grounded. I took a bike ride this morning. That helped That helped me. It was nice to be out in the world and um, get some fresh air and do that kind of stuff. And I too will be going to work next week and I'll be riding the train. We will see then what that's like. But for right now, I feel confident that I'm going to be on that train. Rick. <laughs> so I want to uh, bring in my friend Rick Hall who did get on a plane and come and we were intending to go to an event together so he and his partner Brian got on a plane came from Little Rock have been wandering around New York as visitors and he arrived on Thursday so Thursday was sort of when things shifted a little bit I think that um there was a feeling in the air and we were watching it. And as the week, as the day went, the week went by day by day, the climate shifted. And uh, at Be Well Psychotherapy, we reacted each day to, the, to what was happening in the world. And um, Thursday was a different day, I think. Things just started to shift a little bit. And that happened to be the day that Brian and Rick arrived. Rick has been here multiple times. Brian's never been to New York. And after the event was canceled, we made the decision that everybody would just hang out and do their thing. And so. And that's what we've done. <laughs> <laughs> we really did. Uh, we actually came in on Wednesday night, but Brian and I just wanted to have a night in the city to ourselves. And it, it was quiet um, walking around. Uh, it was at nighttime. So, yeah, but usually there's a buzz in the city, previous times I've been here, but it was quiet. You could tell people were being really cautious. And I think when we got up Thursday morning and started listening to the news to where it was getting a little bit more, we got up and got going and it was a little weird, I'm gonna say, it was just quiet. Again, this city has how many millions of people living and for it to just not have that hum like it used to, to me, just was weird, but we just carried on. Right. Yes, people had gloves, and yes, people have masks that are uh, the wrong masks, by the way. Um, <laughs> we found out. Um, and you don't say anything. It's New York. Everybody's an individual, and you just keep going on. But And they could have been wearing that mask at 
you know, sure. six months ago. Just sure. fashion so, But it is, there are more now. It's true. But we visited some places to where you would think there would be long lines. We went to the vessel and sure. it was practically empty. Shops all around. The salespeople were tripping over each other trying to help you. It was a, just a weird feeling, but we weren't afraid to get into a cab or get into an Uber or ride the train. That's just part of coming to the city. Right. Again, to me, I say this not to scare anybody about the New York subway system, but I'm sure it hasn't really been thoroughly cleaned in a very long time. <laughs> and so I would think that it's whatever probably... germs are down there now probably would do more damage than the coronavirus. Now, I'm not to say that this is not serious because it's very serious, but <laughs> I think that there are other factors that would make it worse off. So, um, And I do have to say, having spent quite a few days now with Rick, that he is amazingly grounded through this entire experience because I know that people aren't traveling and aren't getting on planes and aren't taking the subway and haven't asked to stay home, but he has been grounded and thoughtful and really just, just like it was another vacation. Now, Anisha, I know that you had some questions for Rick around his travel and what it was like in the airports. Yeah, I think I was um, very curious about that as far as like about how many people were on your flight and was there like a feeling that you could feel on a flight around if people were worried or if they were pretty calm? Like what were the airports like? Well, we took, uh, of course, Little Rock's a little bit smaller of an airport, um, <laughs> but we took a Southwest Airlines flight to Dallas. That was our first leg. And normally it's the early flight and there are usually four or five flights that go in between Little Rock and Dallas on a daily basis. Uh, and they're usually hard to get into, uh, always full. We had 45 people on a 130 seat plane, I think, or 160 seat plane. So they broke us up into 15, 15 and 15, uh, front, middle and back. It was quiet. You know, I've always had that weirdish circulating air in a plane. That's what they always say. But I learned that it actually comes from outside. The air in the plane that you're getting comes from outside. So I thought, okay, that's a little bit of a relief. Um, so there's the hype. I think it's people touching things that haven't washed their hands <laughs> is one of those things. Our second flight from Dallas to LaGuardia was about 70% occupied. Yes, there were, you know, you could tell people were a little bit maybe. Apprehensive. Appreh yes, they were. But for the most part, I mean... I think the, our flight, people were ready to get here, just like we were. We are ready to get here. My partner, Brian, again, has never been here, and he was ready to be here. So we were excited. So that's not going to stop me. That wasn't mm -hmm. going to stop us both. So, so for me, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you didn't allow that to stop you because, you know, for a lot of us in this country, we're workaholics. We, we rarely take our time off. Every year there's PTO that hasn't been used. There's vacation days that haven't been used. So what is it like to kind of possibly save up for a vacation and then you're about to go and then like you're hit with a pandemic? It's hard to kind of make that decision. Do I stay home? Do I go? You know, what was it like dealing with the disappointment of your plans being canceled? Well, so up until the other day, um, we really didn't know about our event. You know, we had planned to come and visit some friends of ours as well as coming to see Diana in New Hope, when we learned that it was canceled, there was sadness because I missed I coming to see my friend who I haven't seen um, and her family and the event that I know she's worked so hard on. Uh, and then, yes, there were some things that we were worried about. I was worried more for Brian only because there are things that 
we may not be able to do. And I think maybe in the back of my mind, listen, if they would have said they're closing borders at each state, you can't come, that's a different story. But I don't think that the economy would let that really happen. It, it can't shut down. Airlines can't shut down. The country would shut down if that took place. And so we just decided to, we're going. We had people and friends at home that were a little worried about it and may have said some things that, you know, social media is such a wonderful thing at times that um, were negative, but you just put those aside. And and we came. We're happy to be here. We're happy to be able to have work and, and to take the time and come and enjoy the city because it's a wonderful it's a wonderful place. So I, what have you done thus far? Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. You I, you answer. You go. I got another. <laughs> I got another question after you, girl. You go. Okay. Well, so, certain sites. Um, we went to, of course, the World Trade Center. Um, and, and looked at the Oculus, uh, walked around. Now they have roped it off to where you really can't go around the fountains itself. I, you know, we get it. So, and there were a lot of people you could tell were disappointed. Still people taking pictures and stuff like that. But we went down to Battery Park so that Brian could look over at the Statue of Liberty. Um, we did notice that there were nobody really taking the ferries over. Uh, very few people. I saw a couple of boats going that way with, maybe one person up on top of deck. And usually that's the place to, you know, everybody wants to be while you're taking the ferry over there. We're going to go sit Central Park today. We're going to go uh, mess around Lincoln Center. We're going to walk around Columbus Circle, um, go to Macy's, uh, just things that Brian's never done. And I'm happy to go and, and uh, do with him. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, we've only really taken the path train, but it's okay. Uh, we're going to take more of the train today. So we're excited about it. <laughs> So I, there were t a couple of things that I wanted to jump in on. And I think the first one was when we were talking about the event that we were to go to and the disappointment in that disappointment and the events that you have planned or were headed to or planning yourself and what happens with that feeling and what you do with that. I mean, I know that Rick and I have been talking about going to this event for months, if not this year. How to really allow yourself to have the have the feelings that happen when you are disappointed. There's a mourning period that will happen. I know that I have to cancel an event that I've been trying to get off the ground. This is year two. I'm very disappointed that I have to cancel it, but I also know that it's not the right time to try to put that event, like it, to start to put that event together. It's not the right time. And we will find the right time for it to happen. And that if you don't get to go to your event, you do get to have different experiences that you would not, to think of that next step as an adventure. Like we got to have an adventure together that we were not planning on. It's been wonderful. Like we've got, I mean, this morning I went out and I don't normally do this, but like I went on a bike ride, which I normally do. But I went, <laughs> there was a destination so that I could get us a treat and I wanted to check out this new bakery and I haven't ever been to this bakery. So I brought back like one of everything so that we would have something really special that we could have this morning. I wasn't afraid to go outside and I wanted to be outside and I wanted to get fresh air and I wanted to interact and I wanted to support the local businesses too, because I think that's really important and also have this special moment with my friends as they stay with me at this time. So um, turning that disappointment into something very positive and something that I will have this memory. So I'm excited about that and want to relay that message that yes, this is going to be a weird time and that things are going to be 
shifting and you're going to have to like shift on a dime. How can you make it a positive experience? Like, what is it in the moment that you can sit, pause and be like, huh, I'm going to do that. I haven't done that before. I'm going to do that. What have you done, Anisha? Well, just to piggyback on that, I think that this could be a really great time to be more adventurous, right? More curious, maybe about things that you don't normally do, right? So when the plans that you have don't work out, how do you pivot and do something else that can be just as amazing? Take the time to mourn, right? And grieve the fact Mm -hmm. that that's not going to happen, but also what else can you do? So for me, um, yesterday I was supposed to go to a friend's birthday party and of course they canceled due to Corona and all of the scares. Um, but for me, I was disappointed in a way, but I also said, listen, we can go ahead and start planning the next event, right? Like we don't know when this pandemic is going to maybe end or slow down, but we can still continue to think about the time when we will spend time together. And for me to be home a little bit more than I normally am, I think it's also so important that we connect with people. Like this could be a time for me to make those phone calls. I don't get a time. I don't get time to make during the week. You know, uh, answer a text when someone texts me like a week ago and I never got back because I was working all day. You know, hit someone up on Facebook. I think that this could really be a great time to connect with people that you haven't had time to connect with. So I think that's a big thing I'm taking from this right now. That's wonderful. I was just thinking, and this is you said it, and it was also on my mind, is that there is the long term, like, what's the long game? Yeah. So in the, like, we don't know when it's going to end. And I think that, you know, Rick and Brian have done something great. Like, we don't know when it's going to end, and you have to live your life. So that I've watched them take all the precautions that they have to. They, um, there's more hand sanitizer everywhere <laughs> in my house, which is great. So it's a southern I, thing. I really appreciate that. But also when they, like, they went and they had an experience yesterday. They went out for lunch at Italy, and when they got to Italy, a little shout out to Italy. Um, they sat at the bar, and the bar was set up for them. And then later that night, I saw in the New York Times they had put Italy in on the cover of the book the mobile one, that the bar was set up for social distancing. So they had measured out where the stools were so that you could still have, and they made you feel comfortable, was my guess. Yes, they did. It was a little weird at first when we got got there, only because there were a couple, uh, and there were two empty stools on either side of them, just one stool on (laughs) either side. And so normally you would just walk and say, hey, is this being taken and can we use it because we want to sit together? you're going to pick it up and move it And over. we were just going to pick, we did. That's what we did. We went to go pick it up and move it over and the bartender was, oh, no, 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 no. And he was literally the nicest guy ever after that. But, you know, it was a little weird. But then there were a, a couple sitting in front of us. The girl said, hey, do you want us to move over so that you can have one of the chairs? Well, I mean, sure. In any any instant, any other instance, sure. Yeah, let's do it. And I guess you know you don't really think about it. I didn't think about it. Well, this person that I don't know was sitting in one chair, but he was nice enough to get up and give it to me to be closer to the other stool. But again, I'm not going to live in fear of things like that. He just was doing a kind act, and we sat down. And then after that, it was great. We had a great lunch. We had a couple of really great drinks. Uh, we shopped until we probably shouldn't. Um, <laughs> but other than that. I am somebody who has always been cautious, but I also am somebody who just lives my life. I know that fear is a horrible thing Mm -hmm. that grips millions and millions of people. But in cases like this, this is what you said it. Get outside. 
Take a walk outside. Take a walk outside. Do something that you, you know, so you can't go to the party. Take the time to enjoy your city. You know, if, if people stepped outside and said, let's let's just go to Central Park today and look outside. You know, it's a gorgeous day today. Or if you have the capabilities, if you're not having to go to work, go and do some fun things around the city so that it doesn't cripple the economy here or in your city, wherever you are. And that's what I think we're excited about doing. I mean, so we don't get to go to the top of the Empire State Building. Um, okay, so we get to look at it and take pictures. That's, you know, we have a memory of being there. So we don't get to go in and look at the Met. Well, you know, we're going to do other things. And, and so we're happy about it. We really are. So when you're when we're talking about, like, get to go to the Empire State Building today, yes, the Empire State Building will still be here when you... How do we, how do we then set up that... We have the intention and then we pivot, as Anisha said. So how do we then move into the mindset of, okay, so this is where I'm going. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be, I want to enjoy it, but allow all of my thoughts and feelings to come through. Like, what is it? What was it that helped you to shift into? I can hear that like it was a, it was sort of like a natural shift for you, but at some point there had to have been like the oh we're just gonna move forward. I really think that it's just an easier thing for me. I mean, I, just because I I don't want it to ruin the fact that we're here having a good time. Mm-hmm. So that shift is we'll come back when one other time we'll come back another time to where we can go up in it. Look, it's like a shiny silver object. Your brain kind of switches. Oh, look, there's something else. Let's turn it over here. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and That's and true. and you it just like you turn it. You turn it. You turn and you. Make there's it something turn else. Right. You know. And you're like, okay, I'm gonna try that. I think for me, there's a lot of self-talk that has to go on sometimes, right? And I see that in a lot of people. Like you have to tell yourself, like it's okay <laughs> that the party is canceled. Right. Yes. You might. Yeah. What are you going to miss out on? Okay. Maybe a couple of drinks, maybe like some good time with friends that you haven't seen in a while, but also like that shiny new thing that you talked about, like, okay, well, what else can I do? You know, but Mm -hmm. I think you give yourself a moment to sit with the disappointment though. Sure. Right. You don't have to like run from it. You can sit with it. But also after that, you have to realize that what else can I do? I can't sit here in that disappointment is not fair to me. Right. And I also, I mean, I'm thinking about like, today we'll go and we'll have a great day and we'll do a bunch of fun things and we'll make stuff happen. But then we have to like start to prepare because you can't stay here forever. Exactly. Not that I would love to. Not that we don't want Who you. Who knows? We may get stuck here forever. <laughs> but that, right. So that the anticipation of what's next. I mean, this is sort of what is on everybody's mind and that's where, where the anxiety will start to really come in. But like, you have, this is, you're living, in living your life, you have to go back to your regular life. We have to leave tomorrow with, you know, some intrepidation and caution about, we don't know what's going to happen at the airport tomorrow. Are they going to have somebody there that may be screening us? I, I, I really don't know. And then we'll have to deal with that situation when we get there. And we have to make a, another stop before we get to Little Rock. And, and so who knows what's going to happen at that airport that we stop our first leg at. You know, for the most part, (laughs) it's just one of those things you, I just have to deal with it as it comes. When it gets to me, I do take the time to process it. I want to try to process it quickly just because I don't want to hold anybody up and then go forward. Yes, you are a quick thinker. I just wanted to ask, how does this affect your work life or has it affected your work life yet? 
Well, I'm really fortunate. I work for a really great company. I'll keep it quiet about who they are, but uh, <laughs> they're sometimes funny about things like that. Um, but I work for a really great company that I accrue time working and stuff. And so we are a Fortune 500 company. And so they have sent memo after memo after memo about people working from home. And a lot of people in my company do work from home. Different areas of my company, people travel and stuff like that and get to work from home. And so they've they've said, if you're uncomfortable about going to work, then work from home. And we are normal. I have a tablet, of course, that I use on a daily basis. And I, it's with me 24-7. So I have a phone, cell phone that has an app to it that would ring to my office. So people can get a hold of me. And if need be, I'll just be at home. Now, have I thought about the fact that uh, when I get home, do I need to take the precaution uh, or the caution and call? They've suggested that you call the emergency room first before you think about going to a doctor's office and make an appointment, tell them the circumstances. I don't feel bad. And I don't feel bad telling them where you've been, things like that. Should I come in? And if they say, sure, come in. Well, then I'll make the appointment. I'll go. I'm pretty smart at that. My mother and father beat um, <laughs> good health into us as children. Verbally. Uh, verbally. Yes, verbally. Yes. Um, <laughs> take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. So that's just one of those things to where I will uh, take the necessary steps, you know, to make sure that I'm okay. Because again, I do have a mother that's 87 years old and I don't want her to be uh, in jeopardy at all. Um, I don't want anybody around me that I work with to feel you know, not safe that I, I traveled to a larger place to where they're, you know, but now that it's pretty much all over, I think we're all sort of in the, we all are in the same boat. We're all in the same boat together. Do you think that now, because the really the it's shift, like the conversation continues to change around um, this virus and what's happening. Do you think that you're going to take a different precaution to travel tomorrow? Like as, or have a different, feeling than you had when you were coming? I mean, there's the disappointment of leaving New York sure. and vacation being over, which is something that happens, but like just setting up and the precaution of going to the airport, is there something that you have in your mind or you think you might do? Well, I mean, again, washing hands, that's just one of those things. I will, we have hand sanitizer. Uh, we also have sanitizing wipes and things like that. So, uh, sure, we'll, I, I'm not afraid to let people know that I'm taking the precaution steps to, to do this. It, it'll be the same. We did this. We did it coming here. So, yeah. no, I think it's going to be pretty much the same. I, uh, it will be sad, but it'll be nice to get home. So, it'll just get me on the plane, wheels up, let's get home. That's it. <laughs> I'm thinking that... Um... Yesterday, my president went on and told us that it is now considered a national emergency. But I don't really know what that means, right? And I think that there's just so much confusion. That's all I think about. There's so much confusion around this. Like, I don't know if our leadership has done a great job at times at kind of explaining. Like, one person says, oh, we have all the tests that you guys need. And then another person gets on the podium and says, oh, no, 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 actually, we don't. So it just feels like, could this fear and this anxiety be a little bit more controlled? Right. If our leadership from the top um, down, from sure. the top down. Yeah. And, and, and we could feel a little bit better. Right. Like so when you got here, uh, Rick, there probably wasn't as many states that were in a state of emergency. Right. Because right. I think since you've been here, New York is city, New York City, excuse me, is in a state of um, emergency, actually in the whole state, because right. I believe we have about 421 people now. So, you know, that changes so, so many things. So from day to day, um, you know, I think about all the kids that are in school. Right. Who may not be in school next week. Right. Well, first they have like um, 
what is it, spring break. But then after that, they've closed down so many colleges. So just how it has interrupted so many people's lives. And I mm-hmm. think that is so important for us to start to create a routine or a structure, right? Like, so especially for us that are not going to school or not going to work, that we still have some type of routine or some type of structure that will keep us grounded, that will keep us feeling like, you know, safe and secure in a different way. So, so I would tell the listeners, I think that's super important. Absolutely. And I think one of the things that traveling from Little Rock, which did not have any virus, any cases of the virus when you left and coming to New York, which already had cases of the virus. And when you arrived was already um, in a state of emergency. What are you hearing coming back? Like, what is the feed? What is anybody like, Hey, just stay in New York. No, uh, no, don't say anything. No, again, I'm sure there are people who, without proper knowledge, are probably thinking, yes, don't come back. But the reality is, I have to go back, and so does Brian. (laughs) But, you know, when we arrived, yes, there were no cases in Arkansas yet. Uh, That next day, I believe they did confirm cases. It's a hard thing to have to realize that we're living in this country with false information that you just spoke about, <laughs> Anisha, which um, I... Without getting too political. Without getting too political. Without getting too political. Confusing um, announcement. Confusing announcement. Confusing. And it is confusing because we aren't getting the information that... And we're not... there. And I... And without making... Passing any judgment, it's that we... Is the... Did it happen so fast that even if we had... Which... Ha- was the anxiety and the way that we were given the information, did that supersede all of it? Like what mm-hmm. is happening with people and with the with the information that they have, how they're getting the information, and then the anxiety. Would we have even been able to internalize what it is first? It's like, it's, I, I want to say it's like a chicken or an egg thing, but I mean, we aren't getting the information that we need, but how would we contain it? Like, how do we internally contain it? And how would we contain it as a country? I don't know if we, we can get into like, <laughs> mass containment of the anxiety, but like, we will go into how to look at it from an individual perspective and what to do. And we'll, we'll do that in another, in another episode and what this, what this means for self-care and give tips on grounding and those kind of things. But for this, um, how we're being impacted and what, in my question on how, what are people saying in regards to you coming back? It's like, because we're not getting the information in the way that we need it. And I know that we, like when people hear state of emergency, what, how do they internalize that? And so what in that panic, like when he comes home, are people going to be like, Oh my God, you were near. Oh, I can't get that. Can I get near you? Can I hug you? Can I touch you? Should you be quarantined? Because you were in a city that was had a state of emergency and now you're, you must be like the idea that you then must be contagious. Correct. Is probably Correct. what many people will think. And he's not. I'm letting you know that he's not. No. <laughs> so he's been, I've, he's been social distancing and washing his hands and using the hand sanitizer. My skin is so dry right now. It's unbelievable. So dry. <laughs> that sort of, what will it feel like when you're in the airport? What did it feel like when you're in the airport? When you're on the subway and there's like, people are missing you. Like you're sitting every other seat and what that feels, you know, like people are not, sitting next to each other and people are not things are happening that are 
it's weird. It's very weird to see people sitting five feet across from each other in a city of millions of people. <laughs> so yeah, for me, you know, it's interesting because it didn't stop me from talking to random people. So no. I'm the type of person, like I talk to people because, you know, everyone says that us New Yorkers, right? Like we're like rude and mean and all these things, right? But I always talk to people. So I'm at the grocery store. I'm on the line, of course. I'm talking to people. And I don't know why. There was nothing in me that said, like, you should be social distancing. And, and, and yeah, maybe I need to kind of allow that to kind of settle in with me. I have to do my part as well to not possibly infect other people and make sure I'm not getting infected because of the type of work I do. I'm going to be seeing people, you know, next week, they're going to be coming in my office. So I have a lot of responsibilities to that, but it's hard for me to, I guess, really just change who I am. And, and for some people, social distancing is a huge change to who they are as people. Right. But then the introverts are like, yes, I've been doing this all my life. I can wait a moment. Don't talk to me. Make sure you wash your hands. Don't touch me. Yeah, I've been waiting. Well, here's a thought for you. I grew up, and Brian did too, in a southern state, and we are social. <laughs> so and when you, you think friendly, of it, and when you think of it hugging. in that aspect, it, it's crazy. I think I don't know how half of my friends are not going to be able to be around each other because everyone's social. You know, I mean, now we can just do it via Facebook or Instagram or whatever. But uh, for the most part, everybody in the South is huggers and everybody in the South talks and wants to be, you know, in gathering places together. So, I mean, this is going to it's going to be interesting to go home and see how it really plays out. I don't want it to affect really lives daily because it's a it, it's really going to hurt the United States. It's going to hurt everybody, period. I want us to realize that, yes, there is a problem. They're trying to take care of this problem. If we all just uh, use our brains and say, okay, maybe I shouldn't go there today. Okay, maybe I should do something different that's a little bit closer to home. If we think in that terms, probably things will get better sooner than, than later. Now, in the South, everybody interacts. Have you noticed here that there's been more or less interaction. Now, I know you have interacted with people since you've been here. Oh, I say hello to everybody, <laughs> whether they like it or yeah. not. <laughs> um, but have, have people been responsive? I mean, very you're, much. You're very easy to respond to, so that makes a lot of sense. And same with you, Anisha. I've been out <laughs> in the world with Anisha multiple times, and she is exceptionally easy to respond to. But have you seen, has it been like people are moving away from each other or moving closer to or, are really like nervous about being separate. Well, I mean, without having to give a shout out to a very, very famous store here in uh, New York, shopping wise, um, <laughs> and there were lots of people shopping. And um, so, I mean, there were crowds of people. I don't think anyone, I think mostly everyone was happy that they were getting great deals from this store. The salespeople were all interactive. It, really, I didn't, I don't right. see it. Now, you can always tell a tourist or I say this and not, no, no offense to anybody, but um, <laughs> you can always tell somebody that's um, from overseas because they either they're speaking a different language, of course, but they're not yeah. always, they're not always because they, I guess they don't understand our language. They don't really, they don't want to interact. 
So that, and it's and that's fine with me. I have no problems with that whatsoever. That's the only non-interaction you notice is that. Yeah, it's really weird because I'm always, <laughs> hello, what's going on? Or excuse me. And when someone doesn't respond when you say, excuse me, like if I was in the way or something like that uh, and they don't respond to you back, then I keep thinking, well, maybe they just, maybe they're a foreigner and, and it's okay. And I just moved away and kept on going. So, but there was nothing, nothing no. stood out. No, you. no, really. I, for the most part, everybody that we've come in contact with has been uber friendly. Well, I think that that's interesting too, because I think that in these times that are dark, for lack of a better word, people are more supportive and friendlier towards each other and want, although we're social distancing and we need to do it for health reasons and to keep ourselves healthy, we do need community and we do need to be connected. And so in in that, when we see other people, we are naturally for the most part, most of us <laughs> drawn to one another to talk to one another because that is what we do. So it will be, it. it's hard to stay separate, right? It is. I, I was out this morning. I had a doctor's appointment at like 8.30 a.m. I went outside. It was sunny outside. I was happy to be out there. I saw some guys um, on the street working and I was like, good morning. Hope you guys are staying healthy and safe. And, you know, I think that they were really happy that someone talked to them, right? Someone acknowledged them. I think sometimes in times like this, some of us are at home all day by ourselves, right? You know, maybe we don't have a family. And so what is that like not to have anyone to interact with? So when you do go outside, the hope is to interact with someone. But if everyone is giving you like this negative body language, like don't come near me, don't talk to me. What is that like? So I think that I'm very much mindful of that. So I make sure to say hello to people and, you know, try and make people feel as comfortable as possible. I would want the same thing if I needed it in that way. So now just respect their space. Just, I mean, if that's the case, you just respect their space. It, it, now that does hurt my feelings. If someone doesn't interact, that, that's one <laughs> thing because I do love people. I do. I grew up in a household where we are touchy and, you know, the whole nine yards were huggy, a huggy family, a kiss family. Um, and so when that's not like that and it doesn't get back to me, uh, that does hurt my feelings. And, and I process it the fact that I go, did I do something wrong? Is, maybe I'm overbearing. Uh, maybe I'm too pushy. Uh, sometimes that does happen. But And then I just think, okay, yes, you have to be mindful of other people and respect your space and respect that they're not the same as you. Right. And so, I mean, New Yorkers definitely have a reputation of not being out <laughs> But let's outgoing, not the right word, but friendly, which I don't necessarily think is true. I find New York to be a very friendly place. But in this time, it's it's a good test of human nature, I guess. Like you can see people want connection and they want to hear something friendly or know that people are like taking care of themselves and being and like doing the right things and washing their hands, making sure like that when you sit at a bar like you did and had dinner and that. They are taking the precaution to take care of you and then interact with you in a friendly way. And that um, that's an amazing moment that you know that you can lean on people <laughs> that they that we're that when we all know that we're in it together. Um, we are in and this together. Yeah, we're all in it together. We are. We got, yeah, we got to normalize the struggle. Right. We're all going through it in some kind of way. So it has to start to be normalized right. so people don't feel like it's just me. You know, I'm alone in this. Right. There is, there is no alone in this. There's every, every single one of us are being affected in some way, whether, and emotionally, there's no way we're going to get away from being affected by it. So how to support each other, how to make travel easier, how to open our hearts and our doors to friends and family as we need to, 
check on people as Anisha's been doing, as I've been doing. I've definitely checked in on my parents and sure. my family. And, I've called my mother and yep. we've made a plan that if I need to just call her and check on her, that's all we'll do. I have a nephew that doesn't live far and he'll do the same. He doesn't have to go into the house, but he can drop off things to her and we'll just check on her. Yeah. So I think if we do, if we support each other in times like this, it'll get it'll help ease and uh, everyone's fear and panic may subside a little bit. I don't think we do enough of it. I really don't. Well, maybe this will be the new normal. Maybe we'll be checking in on each other more and thinking more about people who are isolated, especially as we are home and staying home and working from home, experiencing what that's like for people who can't get out of the house or don't have people who check in on them. So this is an opportunity for us to really flip the switch and be more mindful. Like you're going to follow up on that text message, Anisha, Anisha, (laughs) check on a friend and like be able to have new habits when it comes to the people that you love in your day-to-day life, but also people that you love that you don't get to see. And then also people that you don't know when you're out in public and you're saying hi and you're telling people to stay, stay safe and stay healthy. Yeah. All right then. Well, Rick? Yes. I think you have a full day in New York. <laughs> I think you're going to go out and play. We're ready to go. We are awesome. ready to do It's a gorgeous day. It's 50 something degrees. This is a rare. <laughs> yeah. And so, so and you get a whole day to just chill. Yeah, exactly. So we normally end the podcast. We'll actually normally end the podcast. So we're trying to figure out where we are with the two <laughs> questions. So Anisha and I have been working on two questions that we're going to ask at the end of every podcast. Now, um, what do, where are we with these questions? What do you think? Did you ask, she's been making them up. So I'm going to ask her today. What is, what are the two questions? Okay. So the two questions that we have is what is your favorite nineties jam? That's one of them. (laughs) That's not going to be the question moving forward, but we think you can answer this question just because I know that you were alive in the nineties. Nineties jam. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh yeah. Probably push it. If you if you think about it, if you listen to any song possible, now Brian and I've been doing this for the last couple of weeks, just laughing, because you can hear a song playing, and then all of a sudden you'll hear you can just you insert can hear- push it, push it real good, push it. <laughs> okay, so that's one. <laughs> that's one. Okay. What's the other question? These are um, the if questions. you could have a billboard with billboard. anything on it. What would it say and why? Your billboard wouldn't say wash your hands. Wash your hands. (laughs) Does anyone need this thermometer? (laughs) Um, You know, that's a hard, really, that's a hard one. Only because... uh, It could say so many things. It could. It could say so many things. And I don't want to be cliche and go, love each other. But we should. Um, You can be as cliche as you want. It's supposed to make you feel good. Your billboard. Others and yourself feel good. Love each other. Love each other. I I mean, that's really what it is. Love each other. Love each other. Love each other. Arms up and out. Arms open wide. Arms open wide. All righty. Well, this is it. Thank you so much, Rick, for joining Thank us you. today Thank and talking you. about Rick. what it's like. Thank you. It was here. a pleasure meeting and, you. Um, we 
are interested to hear, I'm going to check in after you get back to Little Rock and find out how your job is. Oh, trust me. I know. (laughs) Many text text messages and phone conversations. (laughs) Exactly. So um, thank you so much. And thank you so much for listening to Be Real. We are keeping it real here. And we look forward to seeing you again in the Facebook group. And if you have any questions for us, let us know. And we will be back next week. Okay. Thank you for listening to the Be Real podcast. Stay connected to us and subscribe to Be Real wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are feeling it, how about a five-star review? If our conversation sparked a question, join us in the Be Real podcast Facebook group. We hope that you have walked away with some new insights, curiosities, and ideas to better help you on your journey to mental wellness and overall well-being. I encourage you to go to bewellpsychotherapy.com and check out our services and programs. Again, that's bewellpsychotherapy.com. Okay, we have to stop here, but I'll see you next week.